This is Reese, and you're listening to the Point Music Podcast thingy. Hello. Reese from the Point Music Podcast thingy. There's the camera there. I was looking at the wrong screen. Um, another brilliant episode. This one's nice and short and sweet. I love them when they go like this, even though I do love going down with the rabbit holes. Um, I've got a very special guest is Lachlan from Valhalla. Um, folk metal viking metal whatever you want to call it it's absolutely epic but they're doing a uh, intimate and acoustic tour uh kicking off this week which is um to date this podcast it is the 22nd of april no today's the 21st of april 21st of april so they're playing the 23rd at woolly mammoth but they're coming through our way on the april the 30th at Solbar for a very special performance really enjoyed this one uh particularly our little nerd nerd out about um musical theater so you see a little bit of nerd stuff from me as well i hope you enjoy this one ladies and gentlemen people also this is lachlan from Valhalla. and now we're live just kidding we're not live lachlan lucky from Valhalla. g'day I got, uh, did i get that right did i get it right you did nailed I... it man yes. you got the right amount of <laughs> as well that was fantastic yeah it's not really a viking thing to do though i don't think is it Oh well, you know, when you've got a hockaloogie, you've got a hockaloogie. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's actually like a bit of bit of non-alcoholic beer in the back of my throat. Yeah, and that's it. Brushed yeah. macas before I did this. How <laughs> are you, man? Like you guys have had a bit of a journey because you were supposed to be sort of mid-tour right now. Yeah. Uh, look, it's it's just been another COVID tale. I mean, we're hardly unique in in that. Mm-hmm. Sadly, you know, yeah. was, you know, coming up to what was meant to be the end of the tour, and we're really starting it this Friday. So. Wild time. <laughs> no, it's just a, a topsy turvy. But now, like now, you're starting with the end section of the mm-hmm. original tour. So, yeah, um, yeah. First things first. You are playing Soul Bar on April 30th, but you're playing. Um, uh, was it Woolly Mammoth? Yep, got Woolly Mammoth this Friday, and then we're down the Gold Coast at Moe's on the yeah. on this on the 26th on the public holiday. Mm. So yeah, it's all it's all higgledy piggledy. But you know, we're getting it done. As long Still as no one gets the spicy cough. In between now That's and then, it. it's yep. okay. Mm-hmm. But Precisely. The best thing is, is that you guys have decided to do this whole thing acoustic. Well, yeah. it'd be semi-acoustic, won't it? Because you'd be plugged in to a degree. Yeah, you know, it's one of those weird things. On paper, acoustic. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Because Just... I actually have heard of you guys being around for some, for, for some time now, but I've never actually listened mm. to your stuff. I mean, I listen to a lot of music. Mm. And today I had one one of those days where, if you're in America, you'd probably be going postal right now. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I was like, oh, I'm going to have a listen to this on the way home. And um, it's probably not the best thing for me to listen to. It's some of the most <laughs> epic of like, full-on intricate metal just coming through here. And now you're stripping it back and doing this acoustic thing. So yeah. what's the decision behind that? Um, I mean, I guess... You know, being being a folk metal band, you know the folk aspect of what we do is we try and highlight that as much as kind of the heavy, the heavy side of things, which we obviously love doing. Um, and I guess to showcase that a bit more, we put out an acoustic EP back in 2018 before we went on tour with Camelot, which was really really cool. Mm. And um, we weren't sure how that would go. You know, it was just something to do, just to kind of you know have a bit of a studio project in between shows. And the reception to it was just absolutely incredible. So we were. I guess just waiting for the opportunity to to showcase that more, and we did that in the form of 
um, we put on an end of year show uh, last year in Brizzy, mm. and we thought, let's you know, let's just do something a bit different. So we decided to, I guess, open for ourselves. So at the beginning of the night, as doors were opening, we put on like a twenty-minute acoustic set, just you know, to kind of give the punters something to listen to as they came into the venue before the typical kind of opening act, and then did our heavy show at the end of the night. Yeah, and we were expecting you know a handful of people to kind of be moseying into the venue, and by the time we got out on stage, it was pretty much packed, and you know, everyone was just vibing the acoustics stuff so we thought oh well <laughs> you know people are really digging this let's you know put a build a full show around it and so we did and we managed to do that kind of in the midst of COVID last year and then yeah the reception was just you know mind-blowing so as a result of that all the interstate fans got jealous and we got demanded into doing a tour out of it so it's never a bad here we thing. Are. <laughs> never a bad thing we're, we're thrilled because again we love the the acoustic side of what we do as much as the heavy side so we're just thrilled that everybody else loves it as much as we do because that would, because I actually like, I I do have a lot of notes here, but I skipped through a little mm. bit and I actually missed a bit where you did the acoustic EP. So I was wondering why you did that because I know I listened to the track Solace. And I'm just going, oh, this is really mm-hmm. cool. This is like, okay, so they must have done this track on something else, and they went, this would work for everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just again, we just love what we do. You know, we're a bunch of Lord of the Rings nerds, so you know, the closer we can get to the Shire or to Fangorn Forest, you know, the better. <laughs> this, is, this is a good point. I mean, because uh, you got what you seven piece, is that right? Six piece, six yeah. piece, a million piece, too many well, pieces. Man, I'm in a six piece reggae band, so I know what it's like. It's all cramped in on one stage and too many parts That's and it. all sorts of stuff. So, yeah. how do you go about because there are, as I was listening to your back catalog, like, um, some of the songs on there were just intense. I was in the drive through at Macca's and it was just gone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the best way to listen to it. Yes, right in the middle of the drive through. Um, yeah. There are so many layers in there. So, how do you go about breaking that down to make this uh, acoustic tr- versions of these songs? Yeah, for sure. Well, um, that's up to the, the genius that is my amazing bandmates. I just get the you know, the easy job of being able to sit there and sing pretty words at people. So, you know, Anthony and Lucas, our guitarists, have the hardest job of kind of reworking riffs and mm. and parts to make it, you know, rather than just getting up and playing the exact same thing on acoustic instruments. You know, we, we try and put some thought into it to, you know, give it a bit of a different experience. But I guess it's just going through and picking the songs that we enjoy the most and then finding what works and what doesn't and, you know, changing arrangements and cutting and changing bits and, yeah, just end, ending up seeing what works, and if it works, we put it in the show. So you said you yeah. were doing this during... Trial and error, basically. Well, yeah. A lot of luck. Well, you know, I can't imagine, like, um, even even with you, though, because you're getting some of that theatrical metal screaming thing going on. That, well, not screaming, mm. the, the high bits coming up. I can't do <laughs> yeah. that. <based> that. <laughs> that was um, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, how do you go about like putting that in? Do you just just decide to just to bring that like scalar right down because you would you lose a bit of the epicness out of that or? Um, I'm very lucky to be in a band with. Well, everyone can sing. You know, they'll they'll fight me and tell me that they can't, but everyone in my band can sing. So I'm lucky to have you know amazing backing vocalists. So you keep kind of that, I guess the the epic vocal layers and the vocal stacks and the harmonies and stuff. So we're able to, to keep that aspect even in an acoustic setting, which is really, really cool and takes a bit of the, the pressure off me. But, yeah, again, it's just, you know, jamming stuff and hearing those those epic songs in an acoustic setting, it's just, you know, it brings something else out for me as the singer to be able to, I guess, just hear different paths mm. through the different the, the different versions of what we're doing. So, 
Yeah, I don't know. The, the changing just straight up death metal screaming into melody lines is, is definitely a bit more of a challenge. But again, I'm just I'm lucky to be in a band with, you know, five other insanely talented musicians and everyone kicks in their two cents and we work together and we get it done. So, yeah, it's good fun. Uh, okay, so I actually interviewed um, Joel from Lagerstein about two weeks mm-hmm. ago. And yeah. we got into the whole discussion of this. There was a whole festival based on pirate metal over in the UK and thing yeah. like that. Now yeah. I'm assuming there's there's got to be like full on like festivals based around like folk metal and Viking inspired mm-hmm. metal as well. Do you guys ever sort of have either festivals where the two genres meet and you have this kind of wicked sort of warfare thing where it's like pirates <laughs> versus Vikings kind of sort of stuff? Does that actually uh... happen? Look, we're we're yet to to hit the the European festival scene as well at all, really. Again, that was meant to be kind of last year and this year's adventure. Oh, yeah. So, cheers, cheers, COVID. But <laughs> I mean, we obviously we love the guys in Lagerstein. They were our first ever you know opportunity to tour in Australia, and they yeah. were one of our first ever shows. And they gave us you know such a big leg up being you know in that similar kind of niche of metal here, especially here in Australia. Mm. So no, it's it's very interesting. Even just at local shows or on doing shows with them, the uh, the the pirates versus vikings energy you know it's uh it's palpable so some people get very uh they're very much in one camp or the other so you know don't don't dare try and convince them otherwise we're just there to have a good time and you know have some fun so you like leave that to the big that's the punters some weird cosplay where it's star trek versus star wars and it's just like oh 100 <laughs> percent. i mean again you've, you've nailed it though it's vikings it's pirates it is a weird cosplay event you know it's yeah. just we get to play metal while we do it <laughs> Do you seriously get guys dressed dressed like Vikings turn up to your gigs? Hundred percent. One of the the biggest uh, figures in the in the metal community here in Brizzy is a fellow named Odin, um, who, as the name suggests, is, is at every heavy gig ever in full full Viking attire. In fact, there was a festival dedicated to him on the weekend just Odin gone. Fest. Odin Fest. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so you know, right. okay, now it's that. all coming together because I know it's all coming um, together. I know the guys in um, Odious. Yeah. Well, I know Zach, who's in Odious, yeah. So, um, in Odious, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so Odinfest, you know. All coming together now. Well, there is, actually, there is actually like a, a bigger scene than what I thought for it down there. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's mental, dude. Like, I mean, I, I'm just coming to think of it now. We did a gig, our first, I think our only ever all-ages gig uh, two years ago or something now, and, you know, being our show, we're like, let's spice it up, let's, you know, put on a, a prize for best dressed kind of thing. And we had dudes rocking up in, like, full chain mail, you know, ready to knock a dude out. And, like, we're talking you have to check your weapons at the door kind of thing. What? You know, there were some there were some scared-looking bouncers that night, and fair enough. So, you know, it's it's pretty wild, man, you know. But we, we if you're happy to buy a ticket and come and see what we do, we're not going to tell you to bugger off, so. <laughs> that is mental. I can't. Like, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. Like, I just get hot. Yeah, you know, it just seems impractical to me. But hey, you know, with enough with enough beer in you, I'm sure anything's possible. Well, because you guys still would have some kind of theatrics to to your live show, right? You'd still get yeah, definitely, and like yeah, hundred percent. But just not yeah. the full chain man. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't. I mean, even that. I mean, to be honest, we're not scaling that back because we, uh, you know, we we think we have a fairly theatrical sound, and so we want to be able to put on a show to match. But we're definitely just trying to find that middle ground between what's you know, potentially tacky cosplay and what's something a bit more badass rock and roll. So, you know, it's it's a it's a fine line, but we're 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 getting there, I think. You I hope. Tell us if we're not the costumes and it has that kind of authentic smell. Exactly. Yeah. You know, especially on like a two week tour with Lagerstein. There's no time for washing. Oh wow. You know? Just smell like rum and beer and pirates and, and pirates and Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I actually got to do a show because um, one of the bands I'm in is doing a show with Lagerstein. That was supposed to happen mm. two weeks ago, but up here. So yeah, very very keen to see them in action because I've known again I've known of them for some time, but I've never actually had a mm. chance to see them. So, yeah, yeah. Is, right. that the, what's, is that the banana bender? Yeah. That looks wicked, man. Like, I'm hoping to be able to, to make it along. It looks like a fun show. Yeah. I mean, I was looking forward to it two weeks ago when it was supposed to act. Well, three, three mm. weeks ago now it was supposed to be. Three weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, because it basically was supposed to happen. And then two days before, that was when mm. everything just went pear-shaped. Yeah, mental. Yeah, everything just kind of got shut down because of, you know, three-day lockdown. And I'm, you know, glad everyone's being responsible and we're mm. dealing with this, this bloody epidemic. But, you know, it'd be nice to be able to make a plan and stick to it. Yeah. I mean, that, that's why it's so difficult. I mean, I can't imagine the amount of shuffling because your, your dates are pretty extensive. They, they stretch over like mm-hmm. not, like two months, don't they? And they go into July? For this one? Yeah, yeah. So we were able to keep, I guess, the Queensland leg of what was originally slated for... Um, the end of it. For the run, for yeah. the end of it. Yeah. Moving Polko show. Uh, so it's all a bit more condensed, I guess. And then, yeah, we've just got to wait till June, July to be able to do the interstate stuff, which is, you know, still amazing. And the fact that we're able to pull that together in two days after having to pull the pin on the initial run, we're so thankful to everyone involved in making that happen. So we just hope that nothing nothing bad happens between now and then, touch wood. I don't think so, man. I, I think we're coming towards the part where we're just going, are you fucking serious? Like... Can, can we just, mm. just move on with what we're doing now? I mean, if you can get 50,000 50, people at a football stadium, you can do the other stuff. Right. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I like my football, but still, mm-hmm. a musician comes first more than a footy player, so. Yeah, look, it's a, it's an interesting debate, isn't it? <laughs> oh, well, go, 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 sign a, go sign a petition. Let's go, let's unite. There is that, that the petition that's still getting around, I think. The, the, yeah, no, it's, it's the, um, oh, I can never remember his name, old mate from Powderfinger. JC. Leading the charge, yeah, that's right, yeah. leading the charge on that one. So, you know, if you're listening to this, go sign that petition. Yeah, I think it's still running. It's the, uh, I, yeah. I, I put it up at the point ages ago, well, last week. Mm. I mean, that feels like ages ago now. Um, yeah. Have you guys COVID played? Years. Have you guys played the Trifford? Speaking of which, uh, yeah, a couple of times. It's yeah. honestly probably my favourite venue to to play in, in Australia. So very very lucky to have played there. And again, a couple of times, Lagerstein and yeah, it's yeah, been, it's I've, cool I've enjoyed that. It's Great a nice place. stage. That's what I like about yeah. it. Yeah, and everything. Beautiful stage. But I haven't done the one to tick, tick off the list now is the is the Fortitude Hall. Mm. Oh, same with us, mate. You know, we'll have to we'll have to chat. We'll put on a show. You and I, it'd be great. Let's do a reggae meets like reggae, <laughs> just deserted island fest, <laughs> maroon fest. Maroon there you fest. go. We'll get Lagerstein we'll involved as well. I, I don't know about you, but I'll be. I'm, the, the ideas are chatted. That sounds set it that up. Sounds like a sellout idea. Start the night with some get Joel reggae. on the phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love reggae, man. Well, that's like, what you know, I actually was talking to Joel about that. He, he surprised me yeah. because he actually he, he was name checking like Steel Pulse and that sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. don't find many people outside of like the reggae realm like that the hardcore reggae can yeah. name do that. So you, you're into reggae mm. too. Oh, look, I listen to everything. I wouldn't say that I'm mad, like, into reggae. I wouldn't dare to protest to, you know, have an intimate knowledge of it. But, like, I mean, if it comes on, I love Mamali. I love all that kind of shit. So I listen to whatever. I just love good music and people who are being their best authentic selves and, you know, love what they do and can put out some chill tunes. It's so a great time. how does one, therefore, get into being in a folk metal band then? I guess it's 
I mean, looking at the lineup we have now, because as as with bands, we've been through a couple okay. of lineup changes over the years. Yeah. Um, and just looking at the current current lineup, you know, you've got Anthony, who's kind of brainchild. The whole thing is it started off as a writing project for him, mm. you know, back in 2013 or whatever. And then, sure enough, he's kind of accumulated all of us along the way. But, you know, he's probably the only one from a straight-up kind of metal background. The rest of us are either classical musicians or jazz musicians or prog musos or funk musicians, like, Fine. you know, and we've yeah. just, we all just share a love of, you know, nerdy stuff and storytelling and a bit of escapism and being able to flail our hair around and have a good time and drink beers with your mates, you know, that's what being in a band's all about. And we've just been lucky that people have vibed with it as much as we've enjoyed doing it and we're able to keep doing it as a result so yeah so so what is your cool and as, um I, a bit of everything mate you know mostly classical and jazz and then a bit of musical theater right. for good measure that, okay. that's what i'm arguably qualified in so to speak if you can be qualified in such you know i went to uni and studied singing doing the musical theater thing did a couple of shows always loved that side of performing mm-hmm. and i guess that's why i love you know, a big larger-than-life rock and roll show with all the bells and whistles and hoping to, to get to that level one day with what we do. So, yeah. yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I come from a musical theatre background. Well, not me, my my, pet, my dad. Yeah, amazing. Uh, my dad did a, a, he did music, he did theatre for years, like mm-hmm. all local productions, like, you know, um, all the Pirates of Penzance, Brigadoon, mm-hmm. Rocky Horror. Love that. Dude, yeah, Pirates of Penzance was the re- that was the show that got me. Oh, really? Not only into not only into musical theatre, but it was the the uh, seeing you know back in the nineties. I've got this great VHS tape of the legendary John English playing the role of the Pirate King, and I was yep. like, when I grow up, I want to be that dude. Yep. I want to just be John English. I want to have long hair and a hairy chest and be running <laughs> around on stage in like thigh high boots with tight purple pants, swinging a sword around. And now I sing in Valhalla, so that's the nearest thing, right? <laughs> Funny you name check part like John English's role. There's only one that outdid him, and that's Kevin Klein's take on it. Oh, hundred percent. That movie. Yeah. Yeah. With um. Oh, with oh my goodness, her name's escaping me Linda now. Rodstead. The, Linda Ronstadt. Thank you. I was yep. like country chick. Yeah. Yep. What a great film. I, I, oh. I actually, it's on YouTube if you if you look for it because I um. I, was... I get. I've got it on VHS. Oh. But, you know, it's, it's, uh... <laughs> It's because I, I actually liked Pirates, that the you know the the modern take that came out in the eighties, early eighties as well. I don't know if you've seen yes. that one. It's based, yeah. It was based in Australia. Yes. Uh, well, filmed in yeah, Australia yeah. anyway. Yeah. Filmed in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's crazy. The actual because the music in that was was obviously modernized and very cool, mm. but the the Kevin Klein Linda Rodstein version of of Pirates oh. just, uh, the particularly um the 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 guy that played the um the chief of the chief of police the the constable yeah 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 it's, it, well again the name is that guy is is just oh just rubber man yeah phenomenal yeah and but that's you know even in the I mean that's just that it's part and parcel with the role really you know having seen the show a bunch of times now in various different formats you know mostly at QPAC here in Brizzy but mm. Yeah, just, you know, the legs on those people. They're always, they somehow manage to find these like seven foot tall dudes who are just made of rubber and can somehow either ride a unicycle or juggle ping pong balls with their mouth or something ridiculous. And then sing at the same time. And then sing. It's yeah. just wild. Yeah. <laughs> musical theatre people, man, they'll, they'll always surprise you. It's oh, crazy. No, no I, I, I'm not surprised by musical theatre people at all. But, um, 
I do get a little bit surprised that you're playing in a, in a folk metal band, but you just explained it, so it, that's actually yeah. kind of cool. Like, just n- nerd with a flair for theatrics, mate. mate you know, that's I'm, all it is. <laughs> I mean, I've got nerd symbols all over me, if, I don't know if you can mm-hmm. see that. Ugh, go that way. Oh, I, can see, I can see a little something, something. Ugh, it's hard to do. You're very shiny. It's hard no, to do. you're very limber. Maybe you could be the chief of police. Look at that. Look at that bending. <laughs> it's hard to do with it because I'm trying to do this backwards. I know. I know. You can't I know. Uh, anyway, there's a um, Batman symbol, there's a Star Wars Rebellion symbol, an X-Men symbol, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Speaking my language, dude. Love it. It's nerdism. <laughs> it's fine. Most of us nerds end up playing metal at some point in our life. I come from a um, prog metal, new metal background. So. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. You know, it's awesome. We just, you know, counting. Counting is important. <laughs> <laughs> for someone who for, for someone who flunked maths, you know, love prog, so it's great. <laughs> yeah, who needs who needs maths when you grow up? Oh, I'm gonna be a musician. Shit. So I was a drummer. I could count to four. You know, I started on the drums, so that's fine. You should be able to count to more than that. At least sixteen. Yeah, look, at least sixteen. At least yeah. sixteen, depending what topic we're getting there. Yeah, hundred percent. You Let's know, see. it's all just dance into eternity. You know, you're fine. Yeah, it's all just dream theater riffs. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> People just sitting there going, we're tuning out right now. We have no idea what the fuck these guys are talking no about. No idea. No idea. <laughs> so I'm assuming the intimate and acoustic ones back to the actual show. Yes. Uh, is it yeah. a bit more of a sit-down affair? Um, yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of the, how the format of the show came to be with you know, COVID and whatnot. Mm. Um, so I guess I think it's kind of depending on each venue. So I'm hoping that people can maybe get up and have a bit of a have a bit of a jig, have a bit of a boogie. But you know, I'll be sitting down. It's nice to be able to sit down for an hour and not break too much of a sweat. Do you so, feel like telling stories when you're doing that? Then because because it, it does feel like like as the show says, it's intimate and acoustic. But mm. because of the fact that it's not so, I don't know. I'm assuming you guys would have be playing to click and lots of stuff when you're on your full full show right would you be playing to yeah. tracks as well so it's all like full-on meticulous and yeah 100 percent. so, so yeah usually not no not at all and that was very again deliberate decision we wanted to just be you know six musos able to listen to each other and just vibe and you know mm. feel that tempo shift in a middle eight or whatever it might be mm. and just you know feed off the room and hopefully not be too tired by night five of a tour where something you know suddenly we're 10 bpm slower or whatever but yeah no it's 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 really nice and it's kind of just refreshing to be able to do it old school for lack of a better term because yeah we are usually so you know meticulously dictated by by clicks and changing meter and you know orchestras and choirs that are just appearing in our ears and in the front of house and mm. whatever so yeah it's a nice change is, um mm. d- who controls all the all the the tracks normally yeah. that's uh, that's us we uh, run i am a very simple man i am a pen and paper kind of guy <laughs> so i have managed to macgyver the most <laughs> heinous idea rig for us that we've actually COVID, had some time to kind of redo yeah. have i gotten around but no, we've got all this shiny new tech sitting in boxes, and I'm just like, I see wires, and I'm, I'm scared. Me no so, compute, yeah. Me no compute. It's like, I'll write you, you know, lyrics with a pen, but don't give me anything to do with a computer because I'm absolutely useless. So, you know, we'll get there. But, um, yeah, long story short, we have a very rudimentary uh, rig currently. But, yeah. yeah a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of people don't understand how much... Like non non musicians basically won't understand a lot of time how much actual effort goes into creating uh, an in ear monitor. That's why your EMs are um, set up because of the fact that it's it's actually fucking difficult to get it all yeah. integrated and working properly. Mm-hmm. 
particularly. Yeah, I mean, do you do you have cues like for as being the singer, as the the vocalist? Do you have cues um, to get you ready for the next song, or is it basically just controlled by the, like to say the drummers queuing in? Um, yeah, no, it's a uh, we again. That's something that we're working towards, or that we've spoken about. But I guess we just. You know, we I set up our sessions where the tracks kind of just flow right. semi seamlessly into one another because we've we have a history of having very long introductions <laughs> in our songs. So you know, I've usually got about a good minute, minute and a half just to figure out what bloody song we're doing. <laughs> so um, you know, and and talk some shit while we're at it. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's 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 usually a pretty just. Um, let the tracks run and rehearse the rehearse the show and make sure I've got a set list in front of me so I know what's coming up. But yeah, yeah, I can't because. Uh, I, again, with 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 the reggae band, we're supposed mm. to be organising that as well. We're still mm. getting around to it because we've got, even though we're a six piece band, there's a lot of extra shit that goes into the recordings, and we're trying to replicate. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, yeah, same with us, man. I, yeah. It's I'm man. I'm just a simple bass player that happens to play synths at the same time. I don't want to be thinking too much about that sort of shit. But I'm guessing I'm gonna have to be mm. integrating into it eventually. And yeah, I'm always confused about how the hell it's all gonna tie in and work. Hmm. Yeah, well, it's, there's not a lot of lot, not a lot of help out there, really. You know, my, I've learned as much as I can from YouTube and from asking the mates who do sound and whatnot. But yep. still, not a lot to go off. When again, when you're a total Neanderthal like me, so <laughs> oh well, we'll get there. We'll figure it out. I'll just hit things until they work. It's fine. So, how many how many songs are you doing in these sets now? Because you've had because you've got quite a few releases there, so you basically cherry pick hmm. the ones that would work the best. Like yeah, and yeah. Mm, yeah, and we've thrown in a couple of covers. We've actually we we're actually premiering a brand new song off the record that we just finished uh, recording a few weeks ago now. So that, but yep. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. No, so yeah, so um, I think we've got about eleven or twelve songs. So it's a pretty big show, but mm. I mean, you know, it, it feels nice. And again, the arrangements are all different. So if you think you know the songs, you probably don't. Come and check them out. Wicked. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, so the, the the recording. So this is going to be a full length album that's coming out that you're you're, you're working on at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So we started that. Uh, I mean, again, we were meant to be in Europe for a six week yeah. tour at the beginning of this year. So we figured, you know, we we have this time and we have some cash saved up for that. So what better time than any to to reach out to some amazing people and and get album two happening finally after sitting on it for what feels like ages and you know reworking things as we go. So. Started recording end of December, finished end of February, and now it's off being mixed and it's kind of out of our hands for a bit. So, yeah, very, very exciting. We were thrilled for this album because, you know, as as you've kind of rightly pointed out, we have lots of, you know, non-band elements by way of orchestrations and, you know, choirs and synths and all this kind of stuff. And uh, this time around we were able to to get everything real, everything in the real take. No, no software instruments and able to get some or very minimal software instruments i should say and get you know an amazing array of live musos to come and give their talent and their time and really make this second album something very very special so yeah i can't wait to get that out and about you gotta love adding a bit more of a human element when it comes into particularly mm. something like string sections or any horns that are coming mm. through here because you, oh, you, you can definitely tell i mean I, I love synths. Uh, I put synths in mm. all, the, all the other band stuff that I do in, and um, mm. I've got a big soft you know, kit of the 80s, so the, I love mm. that sort of shit. But um, <clears throat> nothing beats hearing, like, just the, the human elements coming in and you just, particularly yeah. strings, just... Oh, 100%. You know, we're, we're starting to kind of get some, some initial mixes kind of trickling into the old emails and just getting goosebumps every oh. time you hear a particularly tasty yep. string part or like a soaring French horn line or something. It's just... <laughs> 
it's cool, man. You know, Hans, Hans never eat your heart out, man. You know, like it's. As soon as you drop the French great. horn, the French horn name, mate, yeah. that's just nerd territory full time there. But it's, it's such it's a beautiful just, album. You know, I'm just. Yeah, again, we're just kind of going, what would Hans Zimmer and Howard Shaw and John Williams do? And let's just steal it and make yep. it metal. So, French horns. Yeah. And, French horns. <laughs> and, and scraping strings with razor blades and whatever it was. I think that's what they did yeah. for um, Dark Knight, I think it was. Dark Knight, yeah. Yeah. Watching... Lots, of, lots of prepared piano. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, just so Very you rare. know, recording mm. a full-length album from December and finishing up in February... That's pretty fucking quick, dude. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we we all had the time off and, and whatnot because, again, we were meant to be off on a mm-hmm. on a tour and so we just, you know, we had a meeting. It was the first time also, you know, working at, with an external producer and external studios, so it was just a lot of first times uh, for this record and, you know, in the initial kind of pre-production meetings when we were getting the, the team together, we just sat down and we went, this is just going to be our full-time job for the next seven weeks or whatever. So, you know, Monday to Friday or whatever it is, five days a week or, you know, so you whatever it, it ended up being, we're just, yeah. just going to record and we've just got to be in that headspace and and get it done. And we're super proud of what we did and I'm so stoked with, you know, how everyone did under such, I guess, pressure, Yeah. you know, and um, still kind of learning stuff on the fly as we're going and changing things as you do, finding what works and what doesn't and Again, we're just we're stoked with it, man. Like I think it's a really big step up for us, both in terms of the writing and also the performative aspect of it, as well as obviously the production and all that cool stuff. So yeah, I wish I could tell you when it was coming out. I have no idea, man. I'm, I've 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 got an album that's been four years in the making, and I mm. still don't know when it's coming out. It's coming out this year. That's all I know. That's- <laughs> It's awesome. Keep us posted. Yeah, four years, dude. Like compared to your like December and doing a full, full setup. Yeah, from no, December to February. That's right. Yeah, no. First, first album took us four years. You know, we started recording in like 2013 and got it out in 2017. You know, it was. I feel you there. And we were endeavouring to be a bit quicker this time around, even though it's been you know four years again since the first album came out. So, how so, much was? Yeah. Uh, did you have a lot of pre-production coming into it, or was it basically a lot of it was written? in parts kinda and then you came in and, and fleshed it out properly in the in the studio um it was all there i mean we the joy of last year not being able to play shows is we were able to spend some time you know really sinking our teeth into the writing and kind of figuring out where we wanted to go musically right and how we can yeah something like that and um so yeah i mean all the ideas were definitely there um whether we were necessarily rehearsed enough or whatnot, or as rehearsed as we should have been going into it, mm. that remains to be seen. But, you know, again, everyone kind of, you know, it's good to light a fire under yourself. You know, I think it was three weeks from the initial meeting with the producer who we just kind of reached out to out of the blue. Unfortunately, he'd heard of us and, you know, liked what we do enough to jump on board and produce this album. And then, you know, three weeks later, it was drum tracking. So it was just crazy turnaround. So it was a lot of, all right, shit, we've had these tabs for a year. Let's actually look at them and, you know, get them good. So... Yeah, it's good. Good pressure. Ah, oh, it's always a good feeling though. Once it's done and, and you've you've mm. basically signed off on those things, and that's when you're saying before when you're getting those mixes trickle in. Mm. I mean, I'm still oh, getting it's... some mixes trickle in for one of the other bands. I know that the album's coming mm. coming through, and I'm sitting there just going, "Oh, like I heard this. I heard yeah. these songs progress." But when when you hand away and you haven't had the chance to listen to them for a little bit, and then mm. you see. Because I'm assuming you got uh, are you using a different mixing engineer compared to the producer that you. 
Working? Uh, no, so same fellow producing it, but then yeah. it'll be a different mastering master, engineer yeah. um, going down. So, yeah, again, we're very lucky to have to have Sam on board, you know, kind of from where to go, which is really, really cool, and be so involved in the, in the whole process and mm. give his more than two cents, his ten cents, every step of the way, being an amazing songwriter and guitarist and just incredible dude. So shout out to shout out to Sam from Caligula's Horse. Like, thank you. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, no. so again... Because now we're a prog band. Just kidding. But, you know, <laughs> getting there. I mean, getting there. That... Slowly, slowly going over this way. You yeah. know, if Vikings went to space, what would it sound like? You know? <laughs> well, I suppose because they already had Ice Pirates, which was a space pirate movie. So why can't they be Vikings? Exactly. Viking space Vikings. Vikings. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Then you're just going to get this whole space Viking space pirate. Oh, 100%. I'll finally be able to whip out a lightsaber on stage. It'll be great. You know, it'll, it'll make total yes. sense thematically. No one will be confused. It'll be great. Yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Again, album, album two, Valhalla Presents Space Viking. <laughs> Prepare yourselves to journey. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Lachlan, I'll wrap this up now, man. We hit the half hour mark, so that's cool. Um, good luck on the tour. This is hopefully nothing, no spicy coughs get in the way of it because it's a pretty extensive thing. That you got laid out because you're going, you're basically doing full east coast, right? So you got, you got yeah, full east coast. Yeah, and going all the way down to Vic. Yeah. Do you end mm-hmm. in Vic? Uh, we did originally, but now we're starting in Queensland, going to Vic, and then ending up back here. So we're kind of starting oh. at the bottom and working our way back up now. So, you, yeah. You, are you driving the whole way, or are you guys flying down? Sure are. No, we, we love a road trip. Oh, yeah. Why that. not? <laughs> no. You know. There's six of us. Flights get expensive. No, you know? Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, I know, but man, oh, nah. It's good. We've done it before. We'll do it again. You know, we love it. We just, yeah, just we're, we're all bus. suckers for a road trip. Do you hire a bus and that's basically what you do? Yeah. 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 And just rotate through. Again, the joy of having six people is that there's six six opportunities to share the driving, so that's a good time. Yep, and plenty of room for farts everywhere. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's, a, it's a smelly bus by the end no, of that second no, week. I don't but, envy you know. that at all. <laughs> Lachlan from Valhalor. Uh we'll see you at uh, Solbar on April 30th man but um, good sure luck will. with the Woolly Mammoth gig coming up this week and yeah. same with the Mose Thank one you um, hang on the man. line there and I'll have a bit of a debrief for everyone else bye bye I sincerely hope you enjoyed that episode um, big shout out to Lachlan from Valhalor. Um and do go check out Pirates of Mazance now that you heard us chatting about it just YouTube, Pirates of Pendants, and look for the, the well, look for the John English version, and then look for the um, Kevin Klein one, and then do the comparisons and see what you think. And that way you realise how nerdy both Lachlan and I are. Um, thanks for tuning in. More down the pipeline, as I always say, but I do. I have plenty coming up. Thank you for uh, supporting this little podcast. It's been interesting. And we're past a year now, so you supported it, and I kept going. Uh, thank you for supporting local music, live music, all kinds of music, Australian music. I got that wrong, but I don't care. You guys are legends. Thank you.